Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, animator Laurie Ashburn Sachs. Welcome to the show, Laurie. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of animation. So when I found out that there were plenty of animators down at Walt Disney World when I would visit, I'd get so excited just to see you guys work behind the glass. And you were one of those animators that got to work at Walt Disney World for a, a, a long time but and working on various, various projects. And it's quite amazing what you have on your list. But before we get into that, you know, what made you interested in the animation business? Thank you. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Uh, so... Um, first, just to clarify, there was there's many um, components that go into uh, making an animated film. I wasn't technically a character animator, but I was a supervisor at the studio there for a long time. Um, so uh, how I got interested in it was I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit in the theaters, and I said, that is what I wanted to do. I was working in the advertising industry as an art director, and was kind of burnt out on it, even though I was very young and had just started in that field. Um, I knew it was ultimately not what I wanted to do. And sitting in a theater with a bunch of friends watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit and loving absolutely every second of it, I said to myself, that's what I want to do. And fortunately, they were building the studio in Florida at the time. And within six months of seeing Roger Rabbit in the theater, I was... Uh, I was, that was in Philadelphia. I had moved to Orlando and was one of the uh, first people in the studio there. And in fact, um, uh, the, the book, um, The Illusion of Life, sorry, I lost, I lost the title there for a minute. Um, that, that was a big uh, help for me when I started in the industry, because as I said, I was, um, I went to college for advertising and journalism, so I didn't really go to school for animation. And when I got the job at the studio, I I read that book from cover to cover. And uh, we were fortunate enough to have um, have the, the the gentleman that wrote that uh, come to the studio a couple of times, and it was it was fantastic. I actually got him to sign my book. And, and there's so many projects that you got to work on, from you know the Little Mermaid to Hunchback of Notre Dame, one of my personal favorites, um, Mulan and Tarzan. And you're yep. working as an animation checker slash supervisor. What does an animation checker and supervisor do? Yeah, so I actually held, I was there for so long that I, and we were so small in the beginning that I held a lot of positions. Um, I worked as everything from a PA to a track reader to um, uh, ink and painter to, as you said, animation check, final check. Uh, but I spent the bulk of my time as a supervisor of the animation check department. Um, we basically 
uh, were kind of the bridge between the artists and the um, the the stuff that went into the what they called the back end of production, which is where things got uh, either scanned or shot on camera, depending on what time period you were in. Uh, so we checked every single piece of artwork to make sure that it was uh, it would hold up to paint in whatever form it was being painted in, whether it was via computer or by hand. Um, we made sure they were in the right costume, in the right uh, mod on drawn to model, uh, that they would register together if they had to interact. That they were they were drawn out to frame so that you know there was enough artwork. We every single drawing crossed the desks of my department, so it was uh, quite labor intensive. Every drawing, meaning effects, character backgrounds, layouts, um, you know, it, it was quite all inclusive. So we kind of had to have knowledge in every single department. Uh, which is one of the reasons that I worked in so many different departments. Uh, I did a stint in layout as a blue sketch artist um, on Lion King and uh, some other shorts. Um, so I was kind of uh, all over the place. But we basically were in charge. It was kind of like a quality control um, before things went any further into the coloring stage. Now, I didn't tell you this yet, but the way I found out about you, and there are plenty of home videos from various individuals who worked as animators at the Florida Animation Studio. A lot of fun things happened, especially these Halloween parties. And <laughs> you <laughs> one time dressed up as Dopey and you played the part so well and you got an award for it. And I was like, who is this person? I really would love uh, to talk to her. So oh that's gosh. kind of how I first got introduced to you. And in doing research, I was like, wow, too she's funny. so much on her list. <laughs> too, too funny. I loved that. Oh, excuse me, my dog is barking. Let me shut this door. <laughs> Okay, I absolutely loved those um, Halloween parties that we did, both coasts, California and Florida. Florida kind of adapted the California model and then took it a step beyond. We we did massive themed uh, Halloween days where, where our whole families were invited. And the whole day was nothing but parades and pumpkin carving and sculpture contests and and I was fortunate enough that I was able to, um, you know, actually spearhead a lot of the um, the themes and get we would spend days and weeks ahead of time just decorating the studio for Halloween. Uh, Dopey was actually an early on uh, costume. I, I had done several since then. I was Betty Boop one year. I was even Jeffrey Katzenberg one year. Um so yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I think I was the penguin from Batman one year. We everybody went to incredible lengths to I mean our our costumes looked like they could be theme park costumes. Uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And you were talking about how Roger Rabbit was the was the push to actually work in the animation world, and you got to work on some of the cartoons. And I I, I just adore those. What was it like yeah. working on those? Loved those uh, the shorts. Um, roller coaster rabbit, uh, the um, trail mix up, and we actually developed um, another one that never made it to uh, final production, but it went through a lot of development. We even did a lot of testing on a second feature, um, which I was so excited about uh, testing because as technology changed, it would have made that um, much easier. Um, but there's just, there were just too many creative differences to actually see the light of day of that. 
Um, but yeah, I love those, um, those shorts and it really, uh, helped establish our studio. Uh, those were actually the first things we did while, um, while we were helping on Little Mermaid, uh, it was we, the Florida studio only had a small role cause it had just opened at the same time, uh, we were developing roller coaster rabbit, um, which was all done on cell. And uh, it was it was really our first production. So we had a lot of pride in that. And we had a lot of fun making it. And I and I find it so fascinating when you look back at these videos, and there's this big backlot tour. So you have a lot of celebrities coming in and walking through that door and, and seeing you guys work. And sometimes they get to get a little bit closer and meet you and shake your hand. Did you have a one of those most notable experiences oh, with yeah. somebody? We had tons of people coming in. They were just as enthralled to see what we were doing as uh, we were to meet them. Some of them were older celebrities. Like you know, we even had Jane Russell come through at one time. Uh, I got to tour around uh, the guy who starred in uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. That was a lot of fun. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, we also had uh, Michael Jackson, Robin Williams. He, he, he didn't have his kids with him. I don't think he did anyway. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, yeah, I, that, that video, Back to Neverland, played constantly over our heads. There were monitors that ran along the tour. And he actually came... Um, after Aladdin was was the reason he was there, and he uh, he was so much fun because he was joking with the guests who were above us. If if you can recall the way the tour was set up, it was kind of like a fishbowl, but our desks were almost like a story below the glass where they were looking through. Um, and so they were always looking down on the desks, and he uh, was you know kind of mimicking the monitors that were playing the back to Neverland spot at the same time, making fun of the guests who were on the glass, even though they couldn't hear him. Um, and we were just cracking up down on the floor. And I think at one point he actually, there was a side door you could get to the guest area from a part of the uh, artist floor. And I think he actually went up there and probably set off an alarm in the process to, um, to make fun of this one guest who had caught his attention. And uh, we, we were just in tears laughing. And of course, you know, the whole thing was just like a small improv show. It was really magical. God, so many great, great. We even had Princess Di and the kids come through. Uh, and they had a blast. One of, the, uh, one of the artists had some pet rats at her desk. And they were just astounded. That was their most favorite part. They're like, Mommy, look, look, there's a rat, you know. Uh, so yeah, we had just an incredible amount at the time, uh, the theme park there, the MGM studios would have like a celebrity of the week or whatever they called it. And that, that person would, you know, be in the parade and, and be there for various events throughout the park. And they would always come through the animation, uh, tour down where we worked as a part of that. And one of the artists would always take them around personally. So we all got uh, to meet a lot of really great people. Not a lot of people get that experience of I working know. on an animated film. It's a unique experience. It is. It is. And I get goosebumps just hearing you talk about that because it's really, uh, you know, this past year was really upsetting, even though none of us have been there for a long time. Um, when they finally closed the what was left of the attraction for good. It was just it was just heartbreaking because it's really the core of the company. 
and to see it, you know, be taken away, you know, granted Star Wars is great. And now that is part of the company, but you know, animation is what built Disney. And, uh, it was really sad to see it go. It had started, you know, that, that first attraction in the fishbowl was, was very small actually. And what the guests saw was almost the full extent of what the studio was, but it, it grew rapidly almost, I think within the first year or two, um, our boss was already planning on, you know, expansion plans. It took a very long time to get that big building finished. And in the meantime, we were in trailers that were, you know, across the street from that fishbowl attraction, uh, where we, where we worked on things like Lion King and Mulan. Um, and yeah, so by the time uh, Lilo and Stitch and uh, Brother Bear were in production, we had this massive building, uh, and it was uh, it was really incredible. It was a magical time. There is not a person that worked there that doesn't say it was the best job they could ever dream of. And you've done plenty since leaving Disney and leaving yes. the studios. What, what has been the latest and greatest on your plate? So actually, funny thing you should mention, the latest I'm working on is actually an animated feature. Um, it's uh, it's probably another month before I can officially announce it as being in production. But I hope to uh, utilize a lot of what I learned at Disney uh, as far as, you know, how to tell a story um, and, and keep the quality of the the artwork top notch as opposed to some independent animated features that you see out there. The technology today, I've always been a big uh, you know, fan of evolving technology within the craft. And right now, uh, this year, there are two platforms that are launching from former uh, Pixar and uh, DreamWorks artists that enable you to do quite a bit of production uh, in the cloud. So you can, you know, tap into talent across the world without having to relocate people, which was essentially the Florida studio was nothing but a big relocation hub for everybody. Um, I'm just uh, waiting to uh, finalize a few legal and financial documents, and we'll be able to make that announcement that it's in production pretty soon. Uh, it's it's even though it's sort of a princess story, it's not really. It's it's about uh, Cleopatra as a teenager. It's so it's the formative years of her life that have never been focused on in film. It has none of the love triangle components of it. And, you know, even though it's, she's a princess, it's more about, uh, her family and, and dealing with, you know, the magical world that they live in. It's, it's a, it's an action adventure. It's not, you know, her looking for the love of her life or anything like that. Uh, so I'm very excited about it. You know, a new way to look at female characters within the genre that we all love. So, uh, you know, that that's my goal. I love uh, that push. And, and before we end, I have three Disney-themed questions I always okay. ask my guests. So I call them the Fab Three. So we'll start with the Donald one, which is, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theater? The one that I can remember seeing in the theater, you know, I, nowadays I go to the movies every week, but when I was a kid, uh, it wasn't quite at that level. Um, the one I remember seeing in the theater that sticks in my mind is Song of the South. The one I remember as having the most impact on me as a child would be the original animated Jungle Book. It came out when I was very young, um, but I watched it as I, I continually watched it as I, as I grew older. And our goofy question, 
What Disney character, besides the ones you have animated previously, do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Oh, Roger Rabbit. I mean, he's the one that launched my career. And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Oh, it's the it's the Ariel song, Part of Your World. It, it's one of those things that just sticks in your head. I have a son now and, you know, every time it comes on, we just look at each other and crack up because I just sing it, you know, like over the top dramatic because I know all the words by heart. Uh, you know, it's it's that's the, the one of the curses, the blessing and the curses of working on these films. The, the soundtracks stick in your head for years. Well, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show, Laurie. This was such a pleasure to finally talk with uh, Dopey. <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> it was really a pleasure to talk with you and the best of luck on your next animated feature. This is this is very exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Jumping Jeepers! Hey Roger, what are you calling in the middle of a song? Gee, I don't know. Oh,